Hi, welcome to Talking Usework. My name is Rui Branco and together with Anita Silva, we bring you a podcast where we interview usework experts and practitioners that have a say when it comes to innovation in usework, either because they are using creative methods to empower young people, researching on use trends or responsible for use policies at international level. Like a shot of inspiration, all of our guests have a unique point of view about how can use workers shake up, upgrade and innovate on their daily work. Hello everyone. Today we talked with Ellen McCullen. She's the coordinator of evaluation and monitoring at Youth at Work. And we discussed the importance of measuring impact in youth work. It was a very interesting talk um, where we covered a little bit about this entrepreneurial vision over youth work and how youth workers actually develop so many skills that are important for young people to take initiative in their lives and in society, in their communities, but also how to communicate the value of work that um, youth workers do in these communities and with these young people, many of them with fewer opportunities in other sectors in life. So we talked about the importance of communicating this value um, to show to other stakeholders how youth work can be relevant for their missions as well. So to show to schools how youth work can be complementary to the work that is being done, to show to policymakers how youth work should be a priority uh, in terms of funding, but also in terms of, of policies as such, to show to families, to communities, to other NGOs uh, the value of what we do. So if you are keen in understanding better how you can show the results and the outcomes of your work, uh, you're going to like this talk. So let's start and talk some youth work. Good morning, Rui and Ellen. Good morning. Good morning. So here we are, it's July, um, I'm in Lisbon, um, as usual in the last episodes, can't get out of here really much. Rui is also nearby Lisbon, right? Yes, Carcavelos. And where are you from at this, where are you talking from at this moment, Ellen? I'm talking from a little village outside Brussels called Vossum. Ah, Vossum, I actually know that village very well. Very interesting, yes. <laughs> Not many people know Vossum. <laughs> yes, there's a story there. Won't tell it. Now we're going to have to guess it. <laughs> our, our audience will have to guess it. We can make a game. What's, what's going on in Vossum? Some people will probably Google it now. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Ellen, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Um, and one of the reasons we, we have you here today is because you're the coordinator of um, evaluation and monitoring at Youth at Work. And so that will be a bit our topic today. But I wanted to start by asking you to present yourself to our listeners. Uh, who are you and what is your involvement in youth work? Um, so I'm Ellen McCallum. Um, I'm a co-founder of Bantany Education. Um, we're a non-profit based in Belgium, but working in various places across Europe and around the world to develop, support, encourage, inspire entrepreneurial learning across all sectors. 
Um, we're particularly um, working in with youth work, with schools, with vocational education, um, and looking at employment aspects of that as well, and working with the Entrecomp framework, quite particularly uh, the European framework of competences that, that explain what we mean by being entrepreneurial, um, very different to the kind of startup perspective that people think of when we talk about entrepreneurship. So, so I run a nonprofit, but my background is entrepreneurial learning. Um, and I was, I used to be a youth worker in the UK at the beginning of my career. And so I bring that experience as well. Very, very well. So you just, you just mentioned Entrecomp, which I find very interesting. And you say that the vision that Entrecomp brings uh, about uh, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial learning is very different from the startup context that we, we see more in the corporate world. How, how would you define it then, if it's not that, that vision of startups, hubs and, and um, business-like uh, vision of it? I think it's about this this ability, interest, sense of um, the ability to act, to have ideas, to have creative ideas, and know how a bit of experience of how to realize those ideas, how to make them happen. It's the being entrepreneurial and um, to create value for others in, in a multitude of ways. It might be to create joy through a theater production, to, to bring to bring practical advice through aligning a design of a building to the needs of the users. You know, it can be a variety of things, but what we're talking about here is the being entrepreneurial in many, many different ways for community, for society, solving some of the challenges that we face. This is something that is, that's what this competence framework is around, entrecomp. It's those broad competences that help people to, to see what skills and mindset they need to be able to have creative ideas and act on them and to support youth workers, educators, schools, education systems to see how they could include that better in, in the approaches that they take to learning. Hmm. Yes, we've been having the, the last episodes about entrepreneurial thinking and different, you know, we, we, were, we were interviewing entrepreneurs and uh, different people in the field and it's very interesting to see this kind of broader vision of entrepreneurship and to break a little bit that stereotype, I think that some of us still have that, you know, that uh, entrepreneurship is about, you know, teaching young people how to take risks in a way that maybe they shouldn't. And there's a bit this stereotype still. Do you feel that this, this happens still, that in youth work or in education, there's still this kind of resistance to the topic or is, is it just on my, on my region that this happens? I think that, you know, at, at European level, there are eight key competences which are seen as important for any person to have and develop through their learning. And one of those is entrepreneurship. And it is misunderstood. You know, the, the process of and, and actuality of setting up a business is very different to the ability to be entrepreneurial in your life, in your community, in your society. Um, the word risk and sort of, you know, being risky and taking risks, um, you know, coping with different situations, ambiguity, lack of information, you know, being able to be adaptable, flexible. 
you know, it's not about just taking risks. It's about understanding the situation around you and thinking through it to say, this is what I can do next. These are my options. This is the way forward to use your your skills, your ability and your mindset to, to take a balanced view. But to be able to be adaptable and, adaptable and flexible. Um, so sometimes, you know, the words risk can be scary, um, but it's it's about applying that in the right way and not just saying you've got to take risks, um, which is definitely associated with, you know, um, being an entrepreneur and, you know, you have to be forceful and this and that. So, yeah, there are there are still um, misconceptions and and there is a level of understanding. But when you talk, when you talk to people about, if you look, talk about the competences, you know, being creative, mm-hmm. having initiative, being able to plan something, you know, coping with ambiguity, you know, dealing, being adaptable and flexible, learning from experience, um, having having vision. Those are competencies that, that people are interested in developing through their work. So if you talk about the competencies, you talk about the core of it, people are say, yes, absolutely. That's well, that's soft skills or that's 21st century skills. Um, you know, that's employability skills. But sometimes the word entrepreneurship that puts the barrier in place. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> It's life skills. <laughs> true, true. And and you know when when you are in youth work, you do have to be as a youth worker yourself. You do have to be a bit of an entrepreneur in the sense that you are always uh, putting in place new projects that require needs assessment, that require good management, that require re- creativity, and that require as well that you are able to communicate results. And that leads us a bit to to our topic here of evaluation and monitoring in youth work uh, and this idea that that youth work uh, should be you know evidence based etc now i would start maybe to ask you what is the work of evaluation and monitoring you do in youth at work itself so maybe we can take that as an example first so we got involved with youth at work through a variety of of different avenues um, mainly to do with sort of you know supporting understanding of entrecomp which which is a the youth at work partnership has has really used to, as as part of is one of their objectives to share this um, approach and uh, this broader understanding to to ensure that people under, to to break down the misconceptions. Now, with our monitoring and evaluation work with with the Youth at Work Partnership, what we're looking to do is and and passionate about doing is to show the value of this work, to show the why, the how, and the results of of the work that the Youth at Work Partnership do, um, to to share this kind of you know interesting practice, inspiring practices around youth work, um, with and the potential of youth work to contribute to the entrepreneurship and employability areas, because it does. Because, as you say, youth workers use these competences, these entrepreneurial competences all the time in their work, and they offer these non-formal learning experiences to young people that that really do develop this this the sense of you know the open approaches to learning where young people can can shape their own learning maybe can shape a project can come up with ideas and carry them out um they can do a variety of different things and and often it's it's very quite student you know quite learner-led quite youth-led um and this is then you know it brings an incredible value 
And I want to, through the, the monitoring and evaluation of the Youth at Work Partnership, we want to show that. And we want to show how youth at work is contributing to the visibility of that and sharing that so we can perhaps use, you know, better profile this within Europe. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? How, how do you actually monitor something that is uh, sometimes not very, uh, I don't know if this is an English word, quantifiable? Yeah. Um, how you, how you, the question is, how do you, do you measure change, social change or individual change? How do you measure that? But this is it's it's not easy. It's not easy. And we need to sort of work with the sort of the information that we're able to gather. And this information can be numbers, people, number of people involved, which is a very simple measure. But it can also be, you know, looking at perspectives, um, views and how they evolve and change over time. It can be about, you know, the increased diversity of actors, stakeholders, participants involved in activities. Um, it can be about the development of different collaborations, more diverse collaborations, cross-sectoral collaborations. And it can be increased awareness amongst perhaps key stakeholders of the value of the youth at work partnership activity so you know that change so on a on a short-term basis we can look at um you know increased access to these types of activities the training the conferences the seminars that youth at work um, deliver we can look at you know the confidence of those people who participate in those to include entrecomp entrepreneurial competencies the themes of employability and entrepreneurship into their work and their motivation to do so we can you know ask them to to measure, to, to give us a sort of a, a self-perception of, of how much they, in what areas they've learned. Um, and we can look at the diversity of actions that, and the themes of those actions that youth are working delivering. That's in the sort of like the short term, you know, numbers and, and sort of more qualitative insights into what they are doing and the immediate results of those. Over time, we can look in more, and again, we're looking at the sort of, you know, youth at work and their activities and participants and stakeholders. So we're not looking at young people through this because they're not directly engaged in the activities of the Youth at Work Partnership, although they are absolutely the end beneficiary of the work that, that the Youth at Work Partnership is doing. But we really focus on, on the stakeholders and on the participants who are usually then practitioners or representatives of different stakeholder organisations. So they would be youth workers, youth work organisations, um, public sector um, business, community representatives, education sector from schools through to higher education. Um, so we can look then at the change that youth at work is creating through their work to engage more diversity um, in terms of the breadth of sectors involved, the breadth of thematic priorities they do from, you know, organisations that address um, women issues or organisations address environment issues. We can also then look at what comes out of these interventions interactions. So new initiatives, new projects, new collaborations. And this then is very interesting in terms of, you know, looking at the, the sort of, um, what's the word? What is the word? The, the multiplier effect, I think, is the best way of describing it, that something like the youth at work um, 
partnership can have on the activity that's mm. happening in youth work. For example, this um, this year, the Youth at Work Partnership will offer a project development workshop to support um, organisations that want to develop an, probably an Erasmus Plus funded project. They want to develop the idea to of their of their project, and in order to really try and increase its success. So, the, so Youth at Work will organise a, a partnership event, a, a project. Uh, sorry, uh, a workshop to support those people to develop their idea bring real quality to it, help them to understand how to think through both the design, the implementation and the evaluation of that project to present it better in the application to have more opportunity of success. How to identify partners. Now, the impact of that is better quality um, initiatives and actions that are funded through Erasmus Plus, an incredibly important outcome, because that then impacts on the quality of youth work activities that are happening in Europe, those that are funded through Erasmus Plus. And we can then obviously share the practices from those. So it's trying to map the impact of this through that, that sort of journey that a participant goes through from arriving at youth work activity through to then benefiting and learning from from that and using it within their work going forward. So we need to try and map that sort of from the immediate result through to then the longer term. The longer term stuff, more difficult. You know, we need to look at perspectives, understanding and see how that changes. I have a question. I was thinking that maybe people still look at the the issue as like the startup the scene if you need ROIs and all those things and maybe uh, the metrics that the people still relate to entrepreneurial skills are the same that they relate to profit how can we educate people to look at things like like you were saying the number of participants the impact that the things have we have to educate also people that are receiving that information because they will look at it maybe through the eyes of a business The audience, you mean, right? Like the audience that we are showing this evidence. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. That, that's, I think, it's a relevant question. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that when we look at the sort of, you know, monitoring and evaluating the use of work partnership, we're trying to show the value of its actions in the realm of employability and entrepreneurship. And part of that is then communicating that value um, in order that people understand what can be brought by youth work that links to employability and entrepreneurship. That then is, you know, demonstrating, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the wider interpretation of this and the sort of how to include it and how to link it to, to youth work. You know, how do we put these entrepreneurial competences into youth work? And I would argue that, you know, if I looked at... Many of the competences in a youth in in which I would say are entrepreneurial competences and are defined as such in entrecomp. In my experience of youth work, they're doing a lot of it. Mm. You know, there's a lot of ideas into action. There's a lot of of youth led um, opportunities that you know will definitely develop these competences. It's never about business necessarily, although perhaps. They might link with a business as part of it, but they're more likely to link with with different kinds of stakeholders, 
You know, they might link with different youth organizations, different young people. They might link with community representatives or environmental organizations. You know, it really varies, but they do develop these competences in youth work. Yeah. And I, I honestly feel that it's actually a matter of recognizing that, I mean, you know, recognizing that in a global sense um, to say, look, this is what youth work brings and we need to acknowledge and, 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 and support that and see, you know, across all sectors, how can we learn from what youth work is doing that maybe they don't call entrepreneurial learning and that's okay because, you know, it's about are we developing those competences? Are we using an ideas into action process? Yeah, they're probably doing it. Many cases. Um, and how can we learn from that? How can we share it? How can we, you know, maybe break down the barriers between sectors as well through this? I think this is very interesting because it is about the youth work sector itself recognizing the work that is doing and being able to find a language to communicate that in a way that other sectors and other stakeholders would understand. And I think there is a challenge there because Sometimes I'm not sure how easy it is for a youth worker to communicate results both to, let's say, stakeholders like parents and stakeholders like teachers and stakeholders like policymakers. And I think for a youth worker, it becomes sometimes confusing. Um, who's my audience? Who am I showing evidence to? Is it just for us, if internally, for the organization, for my work, for my uh, evaluation of my work and my practice, and for development of my practice? Is it for others? And if it's for others, for whom am I talking to and what language to use? Because I, I think that for some youth workers, it might be difficult to portray the value, like you said, the value of their work to such different stakeholders in, in different communities. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's it's not easy. Um, and also, you know, a lot of youth work is very much a practice where, you know, you go with, you, you work with young people, you try and work with their interests, their passions, their motivations. You support them as individuals to develop their potential to go forward in their context, in their society, to see how they can contribute. Now, you know, it's not easy to measure because you think, well, you know, people say, well, you know, I can't measure this now. You know, their their potential is is still developing, but but it's what perhaps it's for. You can recognise what you're doing with that young person, what you're supporting them to develop in terms of their personal capacity, their their ability to 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 have, you know to think creatively, their ability to work collaboratively with others, their ability to work in a real world context, their ability to create value for other people through the actions that they do, their ability to um, to to really. Um, foster their own the understanding of the strengths they have now those are all principles of entrepreneurial learning those are all principles that we've we've just defined through a big a large-scale project on entrepreneurial learning across six countries in europe uh, you know you know that youth work does it in many cases they will do it it's sometimes it's just recognizing that mm -hmm. um and and supporting youth workers to 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 see that as well. Many of them do, but it's and then communicate that both to the young person, and that's key. You know, they need to know that what is it? You know, I'm developing this an amazing experience. You know, I'm developing these skills, this this new type of mindset. How am I going to use that in different areas of my life? 
um, as well as then to to support an understanding of the value of youth work, which we know is there, but isn't always well understood. And, you know, if we can find ways to better communicate that, great. Um, you know, there's lots of people working on this and, and lots of brilliant work being done. And so, you know, all together we can we can certainly, I think, help. And and I know it's good. It's good stuff. It is, it is. But let, let me play a little bit the, the devil's lawyer here. I, I, I can hear in my head little youth workers saying, I have many little youth workers in my head, uh, saying, yes, but, yes, but um, it's too much work. We are already so overwhelmed and underfunded. How can we have tools? How can we go about this, measuring this impact, measuring the work we do, um, in a way that is efficient and that is actually available for an NGO, a small NGO, for example. What would you say to to, to such youth workers in my head? <laughs> it's a tough call. It's really hard, you know, to 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 put a bit of extra time into, you know, demonstrating the value of what you do to others. Communicating your your practice is the last thing you think about some, for, for some people about, you know, it's doing it that counts. It's making the difference that counts. Um, what would I say? Well, hopefully organisations like the Youth at Work Partnership can, can support youth workers to communicate that. Perhaps we can, you know, the work that I do with the Youth at Work Partnership is demonstrating their value. It would be a very interesting idea to say, well, how can we come up with, you know, um, some tools that youth workers can use to simply translate what they do into the language of, of different stakeholders, different different audiences, be that local administration, public administration or or policy. Um, there's a lot, you know, there's work being done on that. But is it extra? It is a bit. Is it valuable? It might be. Might bring you more money, um, you know, to do the work that you want to do. It's it's like it's like a vicious circle in that sense, isn't it? There's no easy answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, what I, you know is this, this, the work that's happening is is valuable. And youth at work are about trying to make that visible. Exactly. I think it's crucial. I, sometimes I have the feeling that it's about putting this task of communicating our work and recognizing ourselves, recognizing our work and being able to communicate it at the core of what we do and not to see it as an extra, but as integral part, fundamental part of what we do. Because it is, like you said, a circle. I mean, youth work does change communities, does change young people's lives, it develops their competences, especially those who have less opportunities in other sectors, in school sectors sometimes even. So in the end, it changes society. It addresses the needs that exist in society. If policymakers can see that, if funders, either state or non-state funders, can see that, then obviously they can prioritize resources for youth work as well. But if they don't see it, then it's really hard to convince them that this is a priority and that we are contributing for um, addressing the needs that are there, that they also see. And so 
it, it becomes a fundamental task and, and not an extra task. I think sometimes it's really like, like you're saying, it's a mindset, right? It, exactly. And, you know, there are different people involved in different jobs. Some are starters, exactly. some are finishers, some, you know, do the kind of reflection naturally. Some have to work on reflection. So sometimes it's, it's, it's a, I know that I have to work on reflection, that stage and communicating our practice, which, you know, because I enjoy doing it so much. But um, yes, you're right. If we don't, we don't demonstrate the value of what we do to the audiences around us, including funders, um, including those who will continue putting resource in. Um, and, you know, the importance of making our work visible, um, making youth work visible and showing the value of it is is so important. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, youth workers are more people of action because if you think about it, uh, school is the other part, is the intellectual part. And usually uh, what I feel is that youth workers tend to um, alleviate what the school hasn't done because I was listening to you and I was thinking, why can't this be school? Why can't this teaching these competencies be school? This is this is what we should learn. Um, that brings me to the question from our previous guest. I don't know if you if you want to hear it now, but um, I think it's it will be a a good place to to start to wrap up. Uh, the question is: How can a youth worker boost or bring innovation to the formal education field? All right. It's a good question, and I think your your intro to that is is very pertinent. Um, youth work uses the principles of entrepreneurial learning quite naturally. Um, they work in a different context. They have a less rigid system. But I think the the value of the pedagogies that they use, the learning tools and approaches they use, um, could be very well shared with the formal education system. Um, and and it, I think the the value of having, you know, we know within schools, for example, the value of having non-formal or extracurricular activities, you know, and we know the value of those extracurricular activities for employers, for example, um, let alone for the development of the individual, the more holistic development of the individual. Um, so to... That's why I think the cross-sectoral collaboration that's encouraged through the Youth at Work Partnership is so important to try and close that gap. Um, and the, the with Youth at Work, they have national and regional um, consultative groups, advisors, if you like, from um, for each country that's involved and region region in terms of you know sort of uh, there's South Med region. Um, And now they have representatives from different sectors. It's not all youth workers, it's youth workers, education, community, business representatives. And that is where, you know, there are real key um, opportunities there, I think, to to profile the, 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 the real learning that can be shared between school and youth work. Because it's not simple. They are very different learning contexts. They have different rules, systems, um, barriers, you know, um, Youth work is not universal. School is pretty universal in most cases, but works in this system. You know, how can we change 
the system to allow more collaboration with youth work? How can we change the system to bring in more non-formal learning type approaches? Um, how can we integrate better non-formal learning opportunities into the formal setting or around the formal setting so more young people have access to them? And, you know, how can we increase the visibility of the value of youth work, uh, you know, to the development of these competencies? Because you're right, Marie, you know, they should be developed through the formal system and the non-formal system. They should be developed for young people across the learning experiences that they have. Yes. And it is about creating these little networks at local level. You know, if youth work doesn't see, if youth workers don't see themselves and these NGOs as islands, but as part of a map of different stakeholders and stay in touch, right, with school, yeah. stay in touch to create contact, if that contact doesn't exist, to create that, that um bonds with different stakeholders, I think then it becomes more easy, like you said, to communicate the value and also to influence and to share practices, um, tools, uh, pedagogy, um, and to, to really also understand better the needs that exist in that community specifically. And also to, to understand each other's language. Exactly. That's so important. Because people speak different language in every sector. You know, that's why I say... Are these skills that we talk about, entrepreneurial competencies, soft skills, employability skills, 21st century skills, career skills, non-cognitive skills, you know, they're not non-cognitive, they're, they're cognitive. This is about using your mind. They're not soft, they're hard, they're <laughs> rock hard. You know, these are important for life um, and they should be developed across. But the language that we use can be so important. It's difficult to break down the differences that we use in language because, you know, the terminology, the, the context, the culture, you know, but we can try. And through initiatives like the Youth at Work Partnership, that is a great opportunity to do so. Mm -hmm. Very I well. think they're called hard uh, soft skills because when life gets hard, you use the soft skills. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're getting to the end of our of our conversation. Unfortunately, there would be so much more to to explore in this field of measuring the impact and and looking into how how you evaluate um, and recognize the value of youth work. But I wanted to ask you, uh, Ellen. To leave us a question for our next guest, um, you can have a bit of time to think if you need. Um, what would you ask uh, our next guest? You don't know who he or she is um, about youth work, innovation. Uh, what would be something you'd be curious about? Now, you see, I come from, you know, a mixed background of being a youth worker, you know, as a policymaker for many, many years. Uh, and, and for me, the, the gap is always practice into policy, policy into practice and practice back into policy. How do we close that gap between practice and policy? All right. Well, in terms of the value of youth work. Very interesting. That's a very good question. Thank you very much. Thanks for accepting the, the invitation to talk with us, to share your knowledge and uh, your experience, such a valid experience in, uh, in the work you do at, in Youth at Work, but also in the work you do uh, in your own, um, in Bantani education. Did I say it correctly? You did, Bantani education. It means away we go in Welsh. Oh, All right. Welsh. I like Wales. <laughs> it's a good country. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you both so much for joining the conversation. And um, I hope we meet soon again in one of the Youth at Work meetings, conferences, uh, seminars, uh, or anywhere else. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yes. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I've enjoyed it. This podcast is powered by Tim Maish, UMAC, University of Applied Sciences, and Youth at Work Partnership.